listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. Well, hello, Splash family. I know. Here we go. We kept our promise. That's right. We kept our yes, promise. We did. And if you haven't so listened to episode one, because I just redid go today, back. you need to go back and hear Rachel Chan Clark Woo! in episode one, because I said I'm going to bring her back. Yes, you At did. the time, You're Rachel right. was pregnant, six That's months right. pregnant with baby number two, and on her way to Hong Kong in the middle of a pandemic. That's right. And being told her phone was being blown up, don't come, you can't deliver a baby here, all the doctors are getting out of the country, don't come to Hong Kong. That's right. And she waited patiently on the Lord, Mm -hmm. submitted under her husband at 24 years old leadership. Mm. And she's here, you guys. She is live in the studio right now. Not only did she obey the Lord and go to Hong Kong, but she is going to tell us what happened from that moment on Mm. because this next little baby, I think God has something. Well, both your kids, Lily and Daisy, (laughs) but Daisy, no joke. Yeah. Um, Yes. So Rachel, welcome to the class zone. Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) We love you here. We love you Mm. here. It is so powerful when people actually are living out their faith Mm. and it just... It just splashes onto your life. Mm-hmm. It rehydrates your soul. And somebody needs to hear this right now. I feel like every time I go back and listen to your episode, I'm reminded that if I'm not doing something every day that freaks me out, then I'm probably not relying on God today. <laughs> I need to do something today mm-hmm. that's freaking me out, mm-hmm. be it sharing the gospel with someone, be it listening to where he wants us to move or go next or like, what are you doing today that's Mm -hmm. freaking you out? Are you trying to do everything to keep things so safe? So Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the second part of a movie right now because you were (laughs) sitting here six months pregnant, Mm -hmm. getting ready to find out, okay, God, do you want us to go to Hong Kong? And then the flight gets canceled. Right. And, And I'm like, see, yeah, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign. And Same. I was, I, and then, and then you find out through your husband and father that there's another flight that can maybe get you in there. Yes. Wouldn't you think that? Nope. Shouldn't be going on that other one either. Yeah, maybe not, right? And, and that's the thing that convicted me the most about mm-hmm. her episode and that I had to actually confess right. and ask for forgiveness for is as followers of Jesus, we need to sometimes shut mm-hmm. up. Because I have no business telling her Mm -hmm. if the Lord through her husband is leading them to go do something because of my fear or me wanting her to spend time with me or me going, but you're pregnant and coming up with all these excuses because the reality is you went. Right. So tell us about that moment when you board that plane. I am dying to hear this story. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm here and I am happy to share. Yes, she's live, by the way, people. She is live. She loves the Splash family so much. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, gosh, as you're retelling me my own story, I'm like, wow. Yeah, it is so, it's so interesting hearing you tell it back to me. Um, Because I've even, I've been back in the States since December. Right. I know, we got to see you Christmas. Yes. um, But man, remembering that time right before I left is, 
I just want to go give myself a hug. Right. You know? I'm hugging you right yes. now. I'm so proud of <laughs> yes, you. Yes, it was, it was so hard. And I, I remember, you know, we, we had even prayed and said, Lord, if you don't want us to go cancel our flight, and then the flight was canceled. Mm. But then my husband didn't feel peace, like when he would pray about Hong Kong or just, you know, go to be with the Lord. He just didn't feel peace. And he didn't mm. actually tell me that. But he was like, he knew how happy I was that our flight was canceled. <laughs> and, and yeah, he has, you, you have a two-year-old yes. and you're six months pregnant. Yes. So he's probably being really careful right yes. now with his words. Yes, he is. <laughs> Wise man. Yes, and he prayed and was like, God, if you want us to go to Hong Kong, even though you canceled our flight after I prayed that you would cancel it if we're not supposed to go, then you need to, to change Rachel's heart. And wow. so I don't even remember if that was before or after I was on Splash with you yes, guys. But yeah. it was very strange that week before we ended up like flying out. I just remember feeling a complete lack of peace with staying in America. Mm. So it's not like I suddenly was like, yeah, we're going to Asia. But it was like... During a coronavirus. Right. It just came out. Right. It just broke. And it... By the way, I don't know if you remember this. It wasn't in America yet. Not yet. At all. It was, it was all there. All, everybody was dying in Wuhan. And it right. just started spreading in Hong Kong. That is when I was about to move to Hong Kong. Mm. All I knew was a deadly virus. We're moving to ground zero. Yes. And it wasn't in America. Wow. So in my mind, America was the safe decision. Mm. America right. was, was free from Open. COVID. Yes. Yes. And if I were to stay, I would be safe. Mm. That is literally what my mind was processing. That is what I believed. Yes. And that week, there was just this weird gut feeling that I can't, I can't describe other than the Lord's direction, right? Mm -hmm. That I just felt that if I were to stay, I would be disobeying him, disobeying Mm -hmm. God. And in my gut, it was just like, well, I have to, I have to do what's right. I have to go. And I remember coming to Justin and being like, man, I just don't, I don't feel like we're supposed to stay either. And he was like, I prayed that. (laughs) He was like, I prayed. And he was, you know, then he told me the whole story about how he had prayed and said, Lord, if we are supposed to go, I need you to change Rachel's heart. Mm. So then at that moment on, there was kind of a, Mm. my face was now turned towards Asia. But mind you, we still didn't know where we going to be going to Thailand or, or Hong Kong because like Hong Kong was still a potential, like not possibility of flights and like weirdness. And we knew we were going to have to stop in Thailand. So we actually flew to Thailand like a week after all this happened. Hmm. And when we got to Thailand, then we were like, we actually stayed with Dave Eubanks, which uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard about the free Burma Rangers, but yes, incredible. Yes, the movie was yes. unbelievable. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, oh. yes. And we get there and, you know, what, what, first of all, that God would even let you go stay with them, I know, right? I know. I mean, this family have these beautiful mm. children who are thanking their parents for letting them be part of, in Burma, right. where right. bombs and right. things right. are going. I mean, if you, what's the name of the movie? Free, Free Burma Rangers. Yes. If you get a chance to watch this yes. movie, watch it immediately yes. without delay. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's yes. unbelievable, yes. this family's yes. <laughs> right. faith. Yes. Right? And so that, that weekend that we were staying with Dave, he had all his rangers on his property and we go to sit down and obviously there's translators because we can't understand what everybody's saying. But first Dave comes up to the front and you see all these, I'm sitting amongst soldiers, right? Mm, Like all these soldiers. And 
there's a there's a couple women behind me and I hear Dave he has a big frame of somebody's face and he just starts off their meeting saying let's just take a moment to honor our our brothers who fell this week like who mm. just died mm. and they started off their their meeting that way this week and then I, I hear weeping behind me and Dave points out and her daughter's sitting his daughter's sitting right mm. there and we're just going to honor her and come around her mm. but she's crying at this meeting because that's her dad who was just killed this week and and that was literally i think the second day after i arrived mm. in 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 thailand so needless to say that was very sobering at 6 months pregnant when you're already emotionally yeah yes so the lord yeah, he just knew that right off the bat that would be such a a blessing to to witness and just be around people of faith that are really putting their lives quite literally on the line yes. day in and day out because of their faith. And Dave has such a simple faith, you know. It's not like frou frou la la. I mean, he's he's a soldier, and he puts his life mm-hmm. on the line daily. Yeah, that movie for those really showed need. that. Oh, Oof. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and the wife too, because she lives in Westlake Village here with me yeah. and the kids. Right. And yeah. right. so you're in Thailand right yes. now, and yeah. you're staying with Dave and his family. For how long are you there? Well, we were only in Thailand. And by the way, this is a funny story that I have to yes, share. Yes, please. So I get there, and Dave's house is full of soldiers, and he gives us the dog bedroom um, with no beds. <laughs> I just got off a plane. My my feet are so swollen. And you have a and two-year-old? And he has no air conditioning, and it is very mm-hmm. hot and very humid. And Dave comes over to me, and he just goes, Rachel, Justin, I just want you guys to know, like, it's not going to offend me at all if you guys need to go get, like, an air-conditioned place in Chiang Mai. And I was like, Dave, yes, I will be getting an air-conditioned <laughs> place in Chiang Mai, but but what would offend you? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, he just yeah. was completely caught off guard. <laughs> Because he made it made it clear, so I actually didn't live with him because I was like, I follow Jesus where there's air conditioning. Yes, yes. Six months pregnant Being on a flight yes. for, for, for twenty four hours with a two year old. Yes, yes. So I'm I'm kidding, but all kidding aside, we were in Thailand for I want to say like two weeks, and then. I mean, it's it's a long story. When we were in Thailand, we didn't know if there would be any doctors to deliver my baby in Hong Kong. So we were considering giving birth in Thailand. So I was like, oh. do, we, do we try and find a doctor here? And the doctors were all saying, we can't... Like, I was in touch with, like, one particular doctor, and she was saying the way it works in Hong Kong, because you don't have residency, you have to have an, a face-to-face appointment with me before I can book your hospital. So it was like... It was just kind of scary because making that move you to go think? to Hong Kong. Yes, I hello. I was like, am I gonna have to do like a bathtub birth? Is this gonna be me in, <laughs> in the bush in, three in the months? dog room? Yes. Without a bed. Okay. And no air conditioning. Yes. yes. So not oh. it wasn't sure what was happening, but at that point I had, you know, I was on board. I was like, well, I know I'm not disobeying, so I'm That's, going. So wow. yeah. T- Hong Kong was, I mean, so then we got to Hong Kong. We had temporary housing for about two months. And when I was almost like weeks, I think it was three weeks before I actually went into labor, we finally found an apartment to move into. So we moved into an apartment in kind of a not-so-nice part of Hong Kong. Like there's kind of the nicer, you know, more like lots of expats. And well, I would be more a comfortable there. Expats, like basically people coming from overseas that are working in they Hong Kong. They call them expats? Expats. Pats. Yes, expats. With a P. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
So it would have been more like, you know, cozy, comfortable to live in one of those places, but so expensive. So we ended up living, we like that whole yeah, time Hong we were Kong in temporary. Is, yeah, is it is Beverly no joke. Hills, yes, maybe. yeah. That's expensive place yes, to live. Yes, it is. So after about two months of searching, we ended up finding an apartment, but we moved in like three weeks before I gave birth. And that was with, we moved in with my sister and her husband. Who so just then, got married two seconds ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it was a two and a half bedroom apartment with one squatty potty and one regular bathroom that almost always was broken. And so we ended up using the squatty potty room as like a laundry room. We like put up hooks and that was where we wait, like- Wait, wait, wait. What's a squatty potty? <laughs> like I'm you thinking know, of Africa. Africa right? no, it's, it's exactly that. Ground, it's a right? hole in the ground. Yes, And yes. yet there's a flushing mechanism. So step up, step up, you know. You don't yeah, because I didn't have that in Africa. Right. There was no flush. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The women would bring the brooms yep. and water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So that's what I was picturing, but yes. I'm like, you said it was an apartment. Yes. So, okay. And then there was, so there's this, this squatty potty. And then yes. what was the other? And it was just a bathroom that would always break. Like literally. Was there, there a shower in there? Yes. Th- that we all shared. And I was potty training. So it was also hard because oh it's like, God. you know, you're sharing a bathroom. <laughs> literally, this six is called people. the squatty potty, honey. <laughs> like just. Uh. No, there were times I had her just pee in the sink because yeah. I was like, we just are going to go in the kitchen sink. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> oh, my. Glamorous. Oh, so super wow. glam, super glamorous. Um, and yeah, like the area of Hong Kong that we were in, like the particular area was very, you know, native Hong Kong. So not a lot of people spoke English in that area. So like restaurants didn't speak English nearby. And the hard thing too is that, you know, all the parks were closed down and it was so hot and so humid. So having a newborn baby and a child wait, in a wait, foreign... Wait, wait, don't yeah, get the baby yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we got to back up. How did you give birth, <laughs> the birth to this baby when everybody, yeah. when you were getting ready to leave, yeah. people were telling you, yeah. Rachel, do not come to Hong Kong. The mm-hmm. Wuhan virus just exploded here. All, all the doctors are leaving. You cannot get into a hospital. All the caregivers are leaving. There's no one to deliver your baby. Have your baby in the States. I mean, this is what right. she was hearing. That's right. Yeah. And yet that small, quiet voice of God, that obedience that her husband had, that he was praying over his wife so that she actually could hear him is remarkable Mm -hmm. at 24 years old. That's remarkable. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to what you shared in the first episode about for you growing up, you know, and I witnessed this being just close, we're all family, is that the Chan family would have different people living in their house right. every day. She was used to seeing her parents live by faith. Lily and Daisy already are watching their parents live by faith. Um, can you imagine what they're going to do? But you're, you're in Thailand and now you decide we're going to go over to Hong Kong and get in this apartment right. because I have to have a face-to-face with a doctor because, by the way, I'm about to pop a baby out in right. three weeks yes. with people I don't even yes. know. Yes. Well, this is my favorite part of the story to share because this is the part where I get to tell you about how faithful my God, my God, he is the God of my life. And he is my best friend. And he has faithfully been with me through everything. And I love him so much. He's the best. And so this is my favorite part. And I have to start in Thailand because I happened to join this Facebook moms group in Chiang Mai because I wasn't sure if I was going to need community if I was giving birth in Thailand. 
And they, I kept hearing everybody talking about this wonderful woman who gives birthing classes. And I thought, well, hey, if I'm going to give birth in a bathtub, maybe I should have a birthing class. <laughs> so I leave Lily and Justin in the hotel room that we were staying in, the motel room in Thailand. And I grab a taxi and I drive half an hour away to this woman's house because she tells me, yeah, feel free to come to one of my classes. So I show up half an hour in Thailand. I have no idea where I am. Thinking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? But people were talking about her, so I figured it'd probably be safe. And I I get to her house, and we have this class, and it's lovely. At the end of it all, I I honestly don't even remember how this happened, but she knew who I was. Mm. She knew of my dad and was a believer and was a Christian missionary living in Thailand. And so... I got to have this precious little moment with this birthing coach who knew me in the middle in of Thailand. nowhere in Thailand. Wow. In the middle of nowhere. It's not, it wasn't like in, it wasn't like she had a conference center. I, I went to her house. Um, so like that to me was like, wow, this is crazy. I, I just already feel like I'm not alone, you know? Mm-hmm. So then we ended up making the decision to go to Hong Kong because we felt like the Lord was saying, go and support my parents, they need mm. um, more support. And so mm-hmm. we did end up going. And, you know, I was, I was so anxious to meet with a doctor and I had sure. found one that was available. And when I met with her for the first time, I was like, wow, I, I love her. Mm. And I can't believe that I get to, like, it was a blessing and a curse in the sense that we had to pay for private care because... Right. I didn't have residency, and so mm. you have to pay for everything. Mm. So we had to pay out of pocket for this doctor, and yet it's like the flip side to that coin is I got to choose a wonderful doctor, and mm. she's just this beautiful, kind, happy, strong British Chinese woman, and so she was uh, just wonderful. Mm. And um, <laughs> when it came time to birth, I was at the nicest hospital Hmm. in Hong Kong at the top of the peak, which is the nicest place. Like if you play Hong Kong Monopoly, like Monopoly Hong Kong edition, the blue is the peak, like the dark blue Mm. where it's like super expensive to buy a house. Like Boardwalk and Park Place Place Uh is the peak. So I got to give birth at this wonderful hospital that was basically like a hotel. Crazy Rich Asians movie. Yes, I was. was. Yes, I was. Yes, and the Lord had me meet aunties like in Hong Kong that – paid for me to get a taxi to get up there because you have to taxi everywhere or take the bus to get up there, which would have taken a long time in labor. So, And it was pouring rain the day I went into labor. So it was like we were waiting for a taxi like for 20 minutes in the rain and I'm like having contractions. And one of my aunties called and was like, we're just going to have you know, a taxi come right now. And so she brought me all the way up to the peak. And I get there and literally my door where I'm about to give birth says um, the labor spa. <laughs> The labor, the labor spa. spa. So I walked into the labor You're at the spa. Four seasons yes, yes, I was. I was, <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm in labor, oh and um, I get an epidural, which was amazing. Yes, yes, it was thank you. amazing. Yes, and I walked in with yes. Steve Candy saying, "Can I get an epidural?" <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, so then I just have to tell this part because this is where spa. the Lord is just so with me. But she was like Daisy, my my baby. Um, Daisy was in my belly. She was sunny side up. So the doctor comes in close to the time where I'm, I'm getting fully dilated. And she says, she's sunny side up. And, mm. and I'm numb, so I can't move. Mm. And I just 
in that moment, I just like, I just knew like, this is, this is my time to just lean into God. And my husband literally picked me up numb. He picked me up and all the nurses were like, what? And he laid me on my stomach and put me on top of a ball. Like, I don't even know how he had the strength to do that. I was like in a bed, but he somehow flipped me over. I'm numb. And I just told my mom, I was like, mom, please turn on Nothing Else by Cody Carnes because it says, I just want you, you don't owe me anything, Jesus. Mm. And more than anything, I just want you. And I'm just crying and weeping and saying, Lord, this, whatever, whatever you need. And I just had my hands out and crying and I just am trusting. And then I'm, I'm, of course I'm praying like, God, I just pray you would turn my baby. So an hour later, the doctor comes in and she goes to check me and she says, the baby mm. has turned. Wow. <laughs> wow. Of course. And wow. I, so then, then right, I'm about to push and I just pray in my spirit and I'm like, Lord, if you could let Daisy come out in less than 10 contractions, I will name her Daisy Eliana, mm. because Eliana means God has answered my prayers. And here's the best part. <laughs> After my third contraction, the doctor just says, give a little laugh, just laugh. And I just go, <laughs> she says, laugh, laugh louder. And I just go, <laughs> Daisy came out. Wow. <laughs> I know. Oh so in three gosh. contractions, so I told Justin, it's and on Daisy Eliana, oh. she rose. <laughs> Daisy was born and, you know, then in, in my apartment, my dad just calls us and says, some rich guy's getting rid of his mattress. Um, do you want it? We were like, yeah, we need it. Shows up at our apartment and we unfold it. It's a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Oh the nicest mattress I've ever slept on. God carried mm. me through. And, and I realized being there, like, all the fires were happening in California. Right. Mm -hmm. There were riots happening yes. in California. We, we were, school, remember? We were, yes, but we also were on lockdown. We you were on lockdown. lockdown. Yep. COVID went crazy. crazy here. I wouldn't have been able to deliver with my That's mother. Right. That's right. No. God <sighs> delivered me. He yeah. delivered me out of all of that. I will never forget it. Lord, may I never, never. forget that you delivered me. He is my deliverer. And so now I, I just, I only trust God. Amen. <laughs> and I, I wow. like, think about it. Mm. I was literally looking at America as the safe option. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if I even shared this, but I remember a passage that would come to mind before I left was that he will bring your fears upon you. If you fear, he says, what you fear will come upon you. That is a scripture mm. in the Old Testament. I think even multiple, on multiple occasions, which I could bring them all out right now, but I don't have time. But like, <laughs> Basically, the Lord has said, like, what you fear will come upon you. Do not fear those who can kill the body, but after mm -hmm. that have nothing more to do with you. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell forever. Fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows. Mm -hmm. And so I have just come full circle from literally fearing one decision, completely seeing the other decision as my safety, safety, but then choosing obedience, which by the way, I could spend a lot of time talking about how I really believe that decision was an obedience that I made in the flesh. Like I really, I feel like the Lord has shown me so much mm. about what obedience can look like when you are fully in the spirit, receiving the joy and the trust. 
But I honestly feel like there was so much fear, but I still chose to obey Mm. and did what was really hard. But the Lord showed me through all of that, that he's actually my deliverer. And that when I choose to obey him, that is the safest thing I could ever do because he knows and he loves me and he is for me. Mm -hmm. And so I really trust him. And, And even just like seeing the way that the world is, Right. You know, unfolding, like the way the events are unfolding. I just more and more remind myself, like, as I even consider, like, that Christ could be coming back very soon, potentially, you know, in the next few years, we don't know. But I'm just thinking, like, I have nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. As long as I am surrendered, as long as I am not giving way to my flesh, I am safe. Mm. And his heart is always to deliver me because even in death, right? I am delivered from my sin. That's I'm right. delivered wow. from hell. That's so so I'm just, I'm so delivered. <laughs> my story is a story of deliverance. Yes, oh. it really is. <laughs> yes, so I, I am, I'm just mm. blown away by my God. I feel like this year I've just realized like, wow, he's my God. He is my God. Yes. My husband always brings up a, a psalm and I forget which psalm it is, but he says, it's David saying, um, for he is the God of my life. Uh, and we just always mm. talk about that, like, yeah, mm. the God of my life. Yes. And uh, I'm just so thankful that, because even, you know, it's like what I was talking about, the obedience of the flesh. It's like, I really feel like my parents paved a way for me to fear the Lord. Without my parents, I wouldn't obey. And they taught me how to obey no matter what, because God is holy and to be feared. And that is, it will always result in blessing right? So they set me up for that. But I feel like the Lord this year just opened up my eyes to see you obeyed and that is always the right thing to do. And when it's really hard, it's often because you're actually in the flesh. Wow. And that once you know me and you enter into the fullness of my love, like you don't want anything besides my will because you know that in my will is my presence Mm -hmm. You know, even Jesus said, I do nothing of my own accord, but always and only what I see the Father doing. Mm. And it says that um, Jesus always did, that God loved Jesus because he always did the things that were pleasing to him. Mm. And so just realizing like for a long time, it was almost like kind of how the word of God is like our counselor, like leading us and telling us the way, like it's, it's a good thing to do what's right, even when you don't want to. But like, it's just a guide leading you to a living God who loves you and will be your everything. He will abide in you and manifest himself to you. Mm. And that is now like what my heart is set on. That has become the treasure. So I really feel like I just, I really want to just like shed, shed, shed more and more flesh so that, you know, even if, the tribulation comes upon us. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Like, right. again, I really just don't know. But like whatever trial comes my way, I want to do it with the Spirit from now on. Like I want I want everything to be just joy because I just consider the abiding closeness of God and His even pleasure in me for obeying is so fulfilling that I don't mm. need anything else, mm. you know? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think sometimes we're white knuckling 
our flesh and going to obey. Mm. We're going to obey God. Yeah. But we're not experiencing that joy in the suffering. We're not experiencing the presence of God that manifests in us when we have fully surrendered and let him deliver us to wherever that is, this side of heaven or or if we remain on earth and and didn't get killed like the Burma Rangers, you know? I mean, we don't know. Right. We don't know, but we know who knows. It was crazy. Tell us a little bit about your time in Hong Kong because when I got the call from your dad that you guys were coming back, I'm like, yeah, take our house, like whatever you need, you guys. I guess your passports didn't come right. through. Right. So basically you guys are getting... Yeah. Well, deported. See, out that of it. was a very big that was a very big like, you know, what I would say the suffering part of it too was like not only do I get there and I'm 6 months pregnant, but it's like every 2 months we had to go ask the Hong Kong government if we could stay another 2 months because we were there the entire time on tourist visas waiting for our work visas to be responded to by the Hong Kong government. So like every two months, I would have to take my newborn and, and Lily or whenever I didn't have Daisy, I would just bring Lily. But like we all had to go march down to the immigration office and ask if we could stay, not knowing if we'd have to pack up everything that mm. week and move back to America. So it's not even like I got wow, there and was I like, even you that. have a year to unpack and live here. It's like, not only are you going to give birth, but you could potentially be kicked out like two weeks after giving birth. It was just a constant, like, we and might have to leave. your tempur mattress has to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it did stay. Yeah. I'll never forget that mattress. <laughs> I know, real talk. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it was so, so hard. I didn't realize that. So you're going <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. and then you get qualified again, and the kids are starting school. You know, Zeke and Ellie right, and everyone's yeah, so yeah. starting school. Yeah. And yet every two months. Yes. And, you know, I know your dad got lawyers and he talked yes. to Bryce and, yes. and like they're wanting to get your work visas because right. you're there to work. Right. And in the meantime, buddy, they are starting churches that are ridiculous mm. in Hong Kong like that. Mm. Like we are church. Mm. Justin... Mercy, Peter, yeah, Peter right. uh-huh. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. Um, your mom and dad. Yeah, and that was a really interesting thing too because what was cool about it is that like, you know, it's not like we went there with the intention of necessarily planting churches, but it happened, the Lord led us to that. And the whole time we were gathering, we were saying like, hey, we don't know how much longer we have with you. And so there was a very much like a looking for new leadership and just getting to raise people up and encourage them, just being like, this has to be founded on Christ. Because right. when we go, and what's amazing is the church that's there, that, that started when we were there, is stronger than ever, growing ever. in a family constantly together. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, but yeah, so our tourist visas, we, we like extended them like four times, I think. We were there in like nine, ten months total. Mm-hmm. But when, so then once our tourist visas were up, we were like, wait until the last day. Like, are our work visas going to come back? We were praying, like, God, we're supposed to do stay. Yeah. Right. But then we ended up flying back to America because we couldn't extend anymore. They finally said, that's enough extensions of your tourist visas. And then I was at your house. Remember, I was at your house hanging out, and I look at my phone, and we get yes. a text saying, you got kicked out. Your work visas were just denied, like a week or two after we had gotten this back to America. Cr- she's in my house. Yes. It, unbelievable. Yes, I was in your house, like, two weeks after we got back. Hmm. And then then that's when we got the call saying you can't return to Hong Kong. So we even like, my parents left a ton of their things. They only barely took anything to come back to America. All of it's still in Hong Kong, you know? No, but your dad is sitting in the living room at Christmas because we always get together with the Chans every Christmas. It's like God just does this year after year. And I thought, oh, it's 
so sad. Like, we'll fly to San Francisco. We're going this December and we see Francis and Lisa and we'll see the family. And I go, oh, it's so sad this Thanksgiving and Corona and they're in Hong Kong. And that's part of sometimes being a follower of Jesus that I miss is being able to touch you and hug you, you know? And Francis goes, hey, um, we're... We're going to be in California for Christmas. Can we come over? And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, I'll fill you in. Well, then Rachel comes over. Then that happens when she's here. But Francis is sitting on the couch. Do you remember this? And he gets this phone call from Hong Kong. Yeah. They're all in their house. Francis and Lisa's home in Hong Kong. Yeah. They're all in there, the church. And they're like, Pastor, we wanted to. They're singing oh worship goodness. songs. Yes. Praising the Lord. Yeah. And mm. Francis turns the phone. They're on video call and shares it with all of us in the living room. Oh I was in goodness. tears. Like, I'm like, are you yeah. kidding me? Mm. You guys did that in nine months? Mm. In nine wow. months, there's this solid, thriving community that's mm. loving in each other. And they're like, Pastor, we love you. We've been praying for you. You're fit. And I'm like, pray for me. My name's Shalane. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm just like, please. I mean, it was, uh, I, I was speechless. Mm. It, it was yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Like you guys got over there and you did what the God Lord's called you work, to do. Yeah. And y- that's what's so interesting. Wow. We don't know mm-hmm. the amount of time mm-hmm. or how long mm-hmm. or what it's going to be. I mean, when you think of Jesus, he's here 33 years. Your ministry's over. Yeah. Right? Okay. Boom. Yeah. Back to heaven. Um, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But we know who knows. Yes. The one who knows. Yeah. Our God who loves us and considers us. Yeah. And lets you go deliver a baby. Yeah. In the crazy rich Asians peak. Yes. Yes. A boardwalk in Park Place yes. at the Labor Spa. The Labor Spa. I almost mm. want to have a baby at the Labor Spa. I know. I was just I'm like, oh. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And just laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Your baby <laughs> yes. came out. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, why, 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 why? But there's stuff moving here. There's stuff going on here, drum yep. roll. Um, I mean, Rachel was kind enough to stay because she wanted to be live in the in the splash zone, and she knows that I'm her favorite aunt. Yes, and um, <laughs> Auntie Shalene. But tell me what's going on because you've been here now for what nine months, yeah, right or right, so, right? And um, you guys have started. We are churches. You're getting things going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've had it. You know your photography business, Rachel Chan Photography. If anyone needs some pictures, <laughs> but there's something that the Lord's calling your family to do now. Yeah. So what's going on? Because she only lives like 10 minutes from me right now, and I love yes. it. I've been getting to see her and the yes. girls. and Yeah, this is my last day in Southern California because... Um, Every time she's in the spot zone, she goes <laughs> she somewhere. Leaves. I'm like, oh, no. Yes, yes. I know, I know, I know. Yes, I know. You hear it here first, people, Splash <laughs> family. Yeah, so tomorrow we are moving up to the Bay Area. Yeah, we're moving to the Bay Area. We're going to go support once again my family, my parents, and um, we're it's t- still totally temporary. I mean, we're going to be totally. renting up there and just temporarily seeking the Lord for next steps. But yeah, about... about I mean, we always knew, like, because once we got to America, it was like, whoa, we don't even have a place to live. I mean, all our yes. stuff is like, we don't even have that much, but it's like... Some of it's in Southern, in Southern California with Justin's mom. Some of it's in Northern California. 
And then, like, praise God, a house opened up. And we've been living in our friend's guest house for the last six months. And it's been an incredible season of rest, but also fruitful, fruitful um, time of loving people. So, Mm -hmm. so thankful for that. Um, But, yeah, about a month ago, the Lord made it very clear that he is ready for us to take the next step. Um, And so we just totally fasted and prayed and we're like, where do you want us to go? Because we don't know where you want us to go. And um, yeah, after that time, we just felt more confirmed um, that it was the Bay Area temporarily. So we are going to be moving to the Bay. To Daly City or where? To East Palo Alto. Okay. Which is like yeah, I know 20 minutes away from my parents yes. who live in South Bay. Yes. It's like, it's kind of near San Jose. You yes. Know? So you can come wow. visit me there. Yes, I will. So, yeah, I, I honestly don't know what it what the future will hold at all. I don't really know what we'll be doing mm-hmm. other than kind of what we've been doing, which mm-hmm. is just... We are church. Just, yeah, loving, loving the people around us. Like, I think, you know, even... Because it's, it's not like we just wa- walk around with a flag that says, you know, home church is the way. It's like <laughs> we just really want to, you know to honor the Lord, whatever that looks like. And so Amen. even when we went to Hong Kong, it's not like we went with the intention of starting house churches. That is what happened. And then like our heart is really though, my husband and I, just to like, to make church not about a Sunday gathering. Cause even like when you meet in a house or whatever, it's like you can tend to think of Sunday as being the most pivotal thing about church. And just our heart especially like our, our season in Southern California, I feel like the Lord's just been stirring at us, like that the church would be like a family that's mm. together all the time, um, living together, being together. And so we'll be going to NorCal and just with the simple, the simple dream to love the community that's there, you know, like mm. very simple. I, I don't, I don't feel like the Lord has completely told us what we'll be doing necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think maybe my husband might have more insight in that. For me, I definitely feel like, you know, my number one thing is motherhood, you know, yes, and yes. by number one, I mean number four, because it's like yeah. God, husband, I guess it'd be three, and yes. then it would be my children. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what's what's nice about being a mom is just knowing wherever I go, my goal is the same. It's right. to, um, mm. is to let the Lord minister to me um, in the mornings, let him minister to me, and then go minister to my husband and to my children and and then get to minister to whoever darling friends I get to make around me, you know? My heart has changed so much about even the duties that I've always heard about as being good, like waking up before your children and being in the Word daily. Like I used to kind of just think, well, let's not all get legalistic up in here. Like, you know, <laughs> right, okay, right. I'm filled with the spirit. I'm just not going to wake up for my kids. <laughs> right. And I'm still totally fine with people. I don't think anything of people that feel that way. Right. But like my heart has just changed so much. Mm. I feel like the scripture that has, has affected me so much lately is man was not created for Sabbath. Sabbath was created for man. Wow. And I just really felt like God was saying, no, 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 morning times are not like this duty that you just do unto me necessarily. Like I have no problem with morning sacrifice. There are definitely mornings where it is a sacrifice, but like 
I view it now as like an invitation because he's just basically mm. saying, hi, your emotional tank really matters to me. And I actually really don't want you to pour out onto your family and to anybody from a place of emptiness and flesh. I actually so want good. you to realize that I have to serve you before you can serve anybody. Mm. And so now I just say, okay, Lord, like so crazy to acknowledge and even say that the God of the universe serves me. But like, I've just been trying to like wow. really accept that. And in the mornings just feel so loved. Like I come into my mornings and it's just like before my kids get up and I'm just like, here I am, Lord. And and I don't even like, and again, my hands are just so open. Like, Lord, whatever you want to do, like maybe right now he's teaching somebody about how the morning sacrifice is a beautiful sacrifice they can offer to him. But at least for me, I just know in this season, the Lord is saying the mornings are for you. And I am filling you up so that you can feel mm. full to fill into the cups that are empty all around you. And it starts with my children and then just being able to love whatever young girls are around me. Because I just really have been so blessed to like in Southern California, like yes. to all these precious young people that yes. have come into our lives. And like discipleship for me has changed so much because I used to think of it as like helping people go from sin to righteousness. And mm. then like this year, the Lord through everything with Hong Kong and all the ways that it's changed me, it's now just like, I want to love you and listen to you. And just, I want in any way to point you to your savior who is just saying, come away with me, my beloved one. Mm. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I am gentle. Cast your cares upon me. And yeah, he just ministers to me so much and so gently I've been loving the song by Stephanie Gretzinger. Want to sing it? Because you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> Can you just sing us out with it a well, little bit? The little, the little line she sings Please that I sing love it. so much is, Don't let me stay the same. Only your love can change me. Don't let me stay the same. Only your love can change me. Mm. And I just, I mm. that's like my new discipleship motto. Mm. I just feel like, you know, the Lord is so kind and patient, patient and gentle. And so I'm just excited for whatever's next to just get to go meet other people and share the love that I'm not lying about. Like legitimately this Thank year, you. I actually feel loved by God and the Lord, like he loves me and I am so loved. I am so loved and precious and he encourages me and he doesn't shame me when I do something that's wrong. It's like he often just will point out where it's coming from and then he'll show me that that's not actually coming from the spirit and I'm a new creation and mm -hmm. he knows who I really am. And he just loves me so much that I really feel like I can just be so patient with like mm -hmm. everybody, you know? And mm -hmm. it's, it's only when I am outside of the love of God that I become frustrated with people and need them to be doing so much better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, So again, it's just like when you are filled with the spirit of God and you are abiding in his love, you do change. Mm -hmm. You do die to self. Wow. You do become more and more, Christ becomes your treasure. So you are happy to forsake all things and purify your life. But it is not something you do by striving. Mm. And it is not something that you do through work or in the flesh. It is something that happens when you, when you know you are loved 
And then the Lord says, so since I love you, can we sift through everything in you that doesn't please me? Because it's not even you anymore. And I just say, wow, it's not even me. You're not even telling me that that's who I really am. And so we have to just hate that. It's Mm -hmm. like you're just saying, it's actually not who you are, my love, my beloved. Mm -hmm. And so that is now discipleship for me, you know, just getting to love and listen. Oh, Rachie, thank you. (laughs) I know she's leaving everybody. She's leaving. I'm so filled right now. And this, I hope you are too, as you're listening, like what a blessing this is. And even things that we haven't been considering. Some people listening have not considered this. Mm. We are trying to muscle through this relationship with God Mm. and get the, you know, shame off of us and the old habits and think, well, maybe God today will help me deal with this addiction or this affair or this this cheating at work or me wanting to chase the dollar or get bigger and better or find that spouse that I want or why can I finally have kids? And it's like, no, we're his beloved. Yes. There is nothing that he's going to withhold from us. Yeah. And we need to walk in the spirit because the flesh is way too weak for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're so sinful by nature, right? Yes. But when we're in that spirit, thank you so much mm-hmm. for staying one thank extra you for day. Me. I mean, you. seeing you here in the flesh, you're lit up like an angel. <laughs> is she not? I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Splash family, please share. Please tell us, leave us a note, subscribe, and share this with all of your friends that can be blessed by this. We also mm-hmm. love your comments. Thank you, Rachel, so much. I can't wait to come see you in the Bay Area and see what the Lord is doing in and through your family. And can I just ask too, like if anybody would be willing to just email me an encouragement. Yes. Like I I am not above needing encouragement. Yes. And that email address. Yeah. My email is Rachel Clark Photography at gmail.com. Okay. And I would just love to hear because again, just totally not above encouragement. And I haven't even listened to my first splash episode. Okay, can, so. we, can we do that today, please? Okay. Yes. So you guys, until next time, let the Lord splash you. Let him fill your tank back up so that you can love people well today. Thank you, Rachel. We love, love you. you so much. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.